Warning, we were going to do a profanity-free episode this week, but then we were like, ah, fuck it. This week's episode of The Scathing Atheist is brought to you by Toys for Tots and Prayers, the newest charity outreach for the mass shooting generation. Toys for Tots and Prayers. We just added an empty box next to the one filled with toys. And now, The Scathing Atheist. Hello, this is Mike Wiseman from The Bible Says What, the podcast. And I assure you that not only does every pastor I talk to worship a documented child killer, but we did in fact evolve from filthy monkey men. Thursday. It's May 24th. And I hereby demand a president who doesn't tweet, I hereby demand. <laughs> Amen, sir. I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. New York, New York. Secret Lair, Pennsylvania. This is Scathing Atheist. On this week's episode, could the cure for mass shootings be mass? We learn when the Bible says it's okay to use the N-word. Uh, it's whenever, apparently. And Ray Comfort or RSVP thy invitation to fuck himself. First, the diatribe. A lot of people assume, given my job, that I really enjoy getting into religious arguments, but in truth, I leave most of that on the audio file. In my normal life, I tend to avoid them, and it's not because I don't think they're useful, and it's not that I don't think I'm good at them, but for the same reason that professional masseuses don't want to give their girlfriends massages after work, I don't want to deal with a bunch of religious argumentation on my downtime. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm reading the case for Christ. That's more religious bullshit than any atheist should have to endure. But despite my proclivities at any given time, I'm usually in at least, say, 18 ongoing religious arguments. Now, they might not be happening in the moment, but as it happens, a lot of religious arguments just never end, apparently. And if you're the family atheist, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. You, know, you just got certain relatives or certain acquaintances that seem to be in those long distance chess types of arguments. Haven't seen them in six months, but as soon as fate or national holidays put you together again, they pick up on some ongoing debate thread you've long since forgotten about and posit their latest, greatest apologetic. And as annoying as those arguments are, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, those are the most useful ones. Right. I mean. If Uncle Bob sees me for the first time in six months and his first thought is, okay, but this time I'm going to ask him why there are still monkeys, that means that whatever the last answer was left an impression, right? I mean, I, I can't recall what lazy-ass apology like Bob hit me up with last time, but he sure remembers it. And at some point in the last six months, he's received more YouTube wisdom and he's been dying to unleash it next time he sees me. And this says to me that my last answer really got under his skin. And, and the more times I smack down his silly little rationalizations, the more likely he is to start thinking that maybe it's more than me just being a silver-tongued devil and consider the possibility that he's actually wrong. So whether or not I enjoy these debates, I feel duty-bound to participate in them. So when I called my wife the other day and I heard her sister's husband go, ooh, ooh, is that Noah on the phone? Can I talk to him? I already knew what was coming. 
And rather than spend those precious few minutes a day talking to the woman I love, I steeled myself instead for explaining to a sentient whoopee cushion why eyes don't refute evolution by natural selection, which is all a really long way of saying, so I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day, as filtered through my continued incredulity that I would do something as masochistic as talk to my brother-in-law the other day. I mean, I know you guys don't know the dude, so I don't need to explain it to you, but, you know, from the inside, I still feel the need to explain it. Now, of course... He's not going to bring anything new to me. I already know whatever apologetic he's about to unveil is something we've talked about a dozen times on the show. So I'm not expecting to get any good diatribe material from the conversation. But when he asks his question, it contains a telling little addendum. And it's one I've heard before. One worth discussing, maybe. Let's see if you hear the same thing I do. I'm going to do my best to quote it. Um, and I'm going to do the accent and everything. But I don't think I can sound overweight enough. So you'll just have to imagine the sounds of Darth Vader having an asthmatic orgasm between my words. He, he says after the you know pleasantries and stuff, he says, so if God's existence was proven, would you go to church? Like if God came down and appeared to you personally. Now, the question is stupid and boring, and I'm not going to spend any time on it, except to say that if you could prove the existence of the Christian God, the last thing I'd want to do is worship that genocidal misogynist. But the key insight in the question comes at the end. Because in the first half of the question, he's talking about proof. But then in the second half, he's talking about a personal experience. Whether he knows it or not, conflating the two tells me all I need to know here. Because look, if God was proven to exist, I'd do set of things X, right? But if God appeared to me and said, hey, I'm Christian God, turns out Jesus is the right one, go to church, I'd be a long ways from having proven the existence of God. Look, when I was 17 years old, I saw a dead dog leap off the side of the road onto the hood of a car that was traveling at 60 miles an hour before saying, have a Coke and a soul. Now, one might say I proved the existence of English speaking zombie dogs, or you could ask me how many mushrooms I'd eaten that night. So if God appeared to me in the flesh and performed some miracles, I'd think to myself, well, hallucinations definitely exist, as do waking dreams, as do mental illnesses. Also, Eli's a magician and he'd go to insane lengths to pull off a prank, especially if the end result is me having a damn profitable conversion to Christianity. So before I attributed this apparition to the almighty, I'd have to rule out a lot of more likely explanations. And even if I ruled out all the ones I could think of, I'd still have to accept that there could be explanations that I hadn't thought of, any number of which may rely on fewer new assumptions than almighty God of the universe wanted to clarify some shit with me in particular. And since we're talking about a singular event, it's not like I could go back and test shit or anything so at best i'd have a single unconvincing data point to counteract all the existing there is no god stuff of course when you and i hear that first part of the question the the what if god was proven to exist part we're not thinking of my personal experience alone in my house or anything we're thinking of god appearing at the un in front of a bunch of cameras and leaving behind some substance that had not yet been identified by science or or, or maybe we could go the other way and consider an increasingly convincing set of data suggesting that prayer works but only if it's to the christian god coupled with you know evidence of divine influence coupled with historical data that explains why the bible is so factually wrong coupled with theoretical constructs that would allow god to even make sense logically in other words we think of the same kind of shit we think of anytime you talk about anything else being proven now of course not knowing how proof works is all but a prerequisite for Christianity. When when most religious people talk about their come to Jesus moment, they tell you about purely internal stuff. They talk about a, a feeling that, in their words, couldn't be explained any other way. They, they offer up types of evidence that would be suicidal if you used them to argue that your contraption really could fly. And yet, armed with nothing but that, they just keep leaping off the cliff. 
they're talking about your Jesus. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin. Joining me for headlines tonight are the Laurel and Yanny of atheism, Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick. Fellas, are you ready to disambiguate? Yeah, okay. So there's still such thing as correct and incorrect. There are. Those didn't there's... stop existing. <laughs> for example, um, it's Laurel. That's there, there correct. You go. I don't even know what you mean. Laurel's not even a word. It's yeah, like, wait, hey, oh my there's God. my cousin. There's my cousin. <laughs> Opera singer recorded the word Laurel. The fan, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. So we have to bring it up again because people started saying, oh, no, ambient sound was added to the file when they recorded it on their computer speakers. And I'm like, yeah, but the sound, the ambient fucking sound wasn't a dude saying Yanny. There actually was a dude. So fuck off. Anyway. All right. All You're right. insulting the greatest saxophone player of all time, but it's fine. If you want to use a made up word like Laurel. <laughs> That's just one guy's name. In our fat. lead story tonight, guns don't kill people. God kills That's people. That's right. And apparently <laughs> God's plan to murder American children started falling behind pace recently for the 2018 quota. But don't worry. He managed to get his grand plan back on track last week. Another school shooting, this time at Santa Fe High School in Texas, where 10 people were killed and another 13 were wounded by a student armed with guns and explosives. And just for the record, that's four school shootings this month. Jesus. And on pace means about two dead kids a week this year, not including injured kids. <sighs> that being said, when we finally get the reveal on all these mysterious ways, it is going to be amazing. Right? I mean, it has to be. <laughs> no it's got it has to be. Ah, God, the only person with worse mysteries than the writer of Lost. <laughs> well, now, to be fair, all but two of the seasons of Lost were better than a school shooting. <laughs> so the uh, shooter is a 17-year-old student at the school and is now in police custody. And, of course, the immediate response involved looking up details about this person, including his Facebook profile, where he listed himself as an atheist. Well, that explains it. Ooh, trouble. We yeah. all did it. Uh, well, um, I mean, I didn't see any media sources listing the other stuff he doesn't believe in. So I guess he believes in everything else. So that's good to know. So first of all, religious people, you're welcome. We helped with God's plan. <laughs> but more importantly, stop believing in God's plan. What the fuck is yeah, wrong with you? Right. <laughs> Clearly, it's a shitty plan. God's like that friend who starts his hear me out with a felony and then keeps talking. Right? He's like, we steal my dad's motorcycle and then <laughs> murder 10 children. Hear me out. No, no. So uh, normally when the atheism tag gets associated with something terrible, we get to hear about a month of sermons from people with established ass based nicknames on our show. But in a refreshing twist, we actually haven't seen much of that, at least not yet. Maybe they're having a big rollout meeting. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, there were a few notable exceptions with immediate asshole Christian responses. And naturally, one of them was Ray Comfort. Yep. Who released a movie about how only Jesus can prevent school shootings the day after the shooting. And uh, we're going to talk about all of that uh, a little bit later. But uh, we also got a response from Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, as well as fat guy in a red hat, Josh Forestein, who is now a cartoon fat. Isn't and he's he? insane. <laughs> Look, every pound I lose with Beachbody and now Kinetic Coach, Josh Forestein gains. I'm convinced, or at least 
Like, that's what the old fortune teller told well, me. It seems... Uh, <laughs> so, well, then you have bulimia, sir. <laughs> right. Or a tapeworm. Yeah, with bulimia, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, fat guy in a red hat got so much fatter since his last video <laughs> that his red hat, I'm pretty sure it actually died of internal hemorrhaging, <laughs> and he had to replace it with a gray hat. So, uh, Forstein put up a video about how the Second Amendment is actually... In, in the Bible. He says that. And he thinks that means that the Bible is good, not that the second minute. It's, it's very confusing. And he's also literally holding a giant assault rifle and announcing that he brings it with him onto school grounds every day when he drops his kids off in the morning, which is illegal in his home state of Arizona mm -hmm. and most other states, I'm most, pretty sure. Most, though, just most? I, I hope all, but I'm, I'm assuming it's most. There's, I guarantee you fucking like Alaska, everybody brings yeah, a yeah, right, Mississippi, right, yeah. you gotta check it or something, but Ugh. it's there. Yeah, but uh, somebody definitely told him about that law in Arizona, at which point he deleted the video because, you know, that's how you permanently destroy evidence on the internet. <laughs> right, right. Josh just hits control Z on his computer. There, all better. All better. <laughs> and by the way, we should know this is not the first time he's called for felonies on Facebook. Far from. I mean, time. he also called on his viewers to fight gay rights with guns, defend the police from atheists with guns, and kill abortion providers. But by all means, Facebook, keep knocking down those women who say men are pigs. We got, we got community standards and stuff to keep <laughs> up. Uh, yeah. Okay, so moving on to Dan Patrick. In case anyone's not familiar, he's a former sports radio host and a restaurant chain owner who went bankrupt. Good start. Which Good means start. he's perfectly qualified for his current position as a religious right political commentator and a GOP politician. And his response the day after 10 people were killed with guns was that the problem is video games, uh, abortions, mm -hmm. and of course, the big elephant in the room... <laughs> The fact that schools have too many doors. <laughs> too we need, many doors. We need more robust door control. That's laws. it. Yeah. Or, or maybe everyone should have a door. Well, yeah, because really if, if a bad guy asks you, you need a good guy with a door. Now he's out. I put it past him. <laughs> what? Or what we need is those Bugs Bunny doors, right? Where you can just like paint one on the wall. Yeah. That would do yep. it. Also, I love if you watch the video, I love how he tries to slide into the abortion thing. He's like, we have violence in our streets. Women can't be forced to birth gangs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. All the things right. I just said. All of those equivalent things that I'm talking about. Also, the I doors. will not be addressing itemized positions on that statement. <laughs> <laughs> and in women drivers, am I right? News tonight. As regular listeners to the show will remember, last year, Saudi Arabia lifted its ban on female drivers, causing men across the nation to turn to their wives, start making a joke, and then shut right the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that led to plenty of well-deserved dick punches, yeah. if nothing else. Just like right in the middle of the setup. Like, I guess the roads are going to be okay. That's the dumbest that. fucking preset. Okay, men do 60% of the driving and account for 75% of the accidents, and the accidents are worse if there are men behind the wheel, right? So, uh, no, I, that, it would be like arguing that more religion makes you less likely to commit mass homicide, Ray. It would be that kind of stupid, okay. Ray. Well, Noah's no a chromosome <laughs> trader. That's fine. <laughs> However, there seems to be a bit of a catch to this law. See, women can drive 
They just can't be all showy about it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Drive, but try not to look like you're driving. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> well, according to a report on Reuters, at least five women activists have been detained in the last month because, quote, they do not want them publicly to claim success. What, what the fuck? All right, Rosa Parks, you can sit in the front, but no smiling. All right, yeah. Brown. <laughs> I see you there. Curl. Don't curl the side. <laughs> And look, I get it. Women are like this. You give them an inch, they take off at 40 miles an hour. Am I right? But how activists who have been fighting the decades-long driving ban can take advantage of the new law without being all show-offy about it remains <laughs> unclear. Um, I recommend driving the way I do. Like you're a time traveler who just appeared in a car and you have no idea how it works or how you got there. It keeps them on their toes. Yeah. It's like, what if... A wheel? It seems to affect the motion. Yeah, it does. It does. And in permission, slippery slope news tonight, and yet more evidence that Napoleon fucked us on that purchase, the state of Louisiana spent the past month trying to pass a law that would allow parents to sign away their kids' constitutional rights with a permission slip. Is it the 14th? Because that's just called an internship. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That one's okay. Yeah, no, no. This is a different one. This is SB 512, uh, which passed unanimously through the state Senate last month and sought to allow teachers and coaches to lead students in prayer, provided parents gave written consent. And since the thing that makes teacher-led prayers unconstitutional is the coercive nature of them, not the lack of parental consent, and since... Sending kids home with a may I participate in class activities like loving my Lord and Savior note actually exacerbates that problem. Secular watchdog groups started waking up the neighborhood. Yeah. What did they think was happening? Like right. coaches were waterboarding kids before each game until they remembered all the commandments. What is probably <laughs> happening in Alabama? And now they're sending home permission slips that say. Can we waterboard the Muslim? People? Right, yes. <laughs> Pretty much everyone said yes. That's democracy. You can't just remove what you can't. <laughs> no. Like, the parents of Louisiana can't be in charge. They can't be in charge of anything. Well, Maybe right. Focus yeah, on the kids of honestly. Louisiana. Well, okay. So but, luckily for us, Louisiana is geographically incapable of success. And their 206 year history of holistic failure actually worked to our advantage this time because despite the Senate's enthusiasm, apparently folks in the state house recognized how blatantly illegal this law would be. So they administered what I can only describe as legislative homeopathy, watering down the <laughs> bill until there was nothing left of the original substance. Yeah, kind of like what happens to half the state if a boat drives by too fast. Maybe, <laughs> maybe pray for an elevation above zero would be Jennifer a good start if, well, if you're praying for stuff. Floods the whole state. Jesus. <laughs> all right, so the, the new bill takes away all the parts about teachers and coaches leading or joining students in prayer and removes all the stuff about permission slips, which is everything. everything yeah. yeah, what they finally ended up passing was a bill that reaffirmed that it's still legal for students to pray in groups. Which finally, yeah, which was never illegal. So they basically passed a law allowing residents to use ATP as a biological energy currency. But it, it, it lets the state legislators go home and gain political capital by implying that they weakened church state separation, which, if you think about it, is probably as terrifying as what they were actually trying to do. <laughs> And in Boy Scout of the Closet and Into the Streets news tonight, <laughs> America's thank you. America's favorite paramilitary organization and thing that is totally creepy if you think about it for even a second, the Boy Scouts <laughs> will change their names next year to eliminate the word boy. 
signaling their new policy that allows both girls and trans youth into the program. And as you can imagine, Christians everywhere are losing their goddamn minds. So, you know what that means, Anna? What are the guys talking about? It's the newest, the greatest Christian freakout. Thank you very much. Okay, so first up is the Mormon Church, which announced it will cut all ties with the BSA by 2019 and replace it with church-affiliated groups, saying, quote, As a global church with millions of children and youth, we need to address the diverse needs and fortify all children and youth with gospel-centered growth and learning experiences now more than ever, end quote. Not adding, and by all youth, we mean separate but equally based on chromosomes or something. It's not clear what we mean. Yeah, and, and trans kids can't be shitting in the same woods with all the... They're going to rape all the cis kids in the woods. <laughs> and probably that bear that yeah, everyone's that was, always talking about. We need about. that for the studio. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we need him. Spice up the show. <laughs> now... Now, that's a pretty big deal, uh, seeing as the LDS currently makes up 20% of all Boy Scouts, but maybe that's reason enough to let it go. Yeah. Anything that's 20% Mormon is probably not awesome. <laughs> well, and if this all sounds familiar, by the way, it's because they also announced this in 2017 over the gay thing, and then they only severed ties with the teen version, so they'd still have a ball to take home this time, I guess. <laughs> Exactly. But of course, the Mormons weren't the only ones freaking out. The president of the policy arm of the Southern Baptist Convention, Russell Moore, said of the decision, quote, one cannot even parody 2017 because real life is even more ridiculous than whatever one could make up. End quote. Well, Adding, yeah. what do you mean looking in a mirror? I'm mad that girls aren't allowed to learn certain knots. What mirror? I don't understand. Yeah, if your dominance over your wife is based on the fact that she never learned to tie a bowling knot, <laughs> you need to get hogtied and pegged by your wife. Yeah, uh, everybody you wins. You yes, I mean that's true of. I don't and then get divorced. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right, look, guys, guys, you can't freak out about gay inclusion and threats to boy-only sleepovers in the woods, right? That would be like opposing abortion and birth control. Wait. Birth control and sex education. <laughs> Wait, sex ed and sex before marriage. You Condoms, know what? Never mind. Fuck. <laughs> Never mind. It's hard making less sense than Charlie Kirk. Noah. <laughs> Do not take that. And last but not least, right wing pundit and very angry little boy dressed up as a man, Todd Starnes, <laughs> mourned the loss of gendered segregated woods fuckery this week, worrying that if today it's girls, it could be atheists next. Yes. Saying, Quote, I predict this watered down, culturally compromised version of the Scouts will come full circle and lift its ban on atheists. Yes, I predict they will eliminate the name of God from their once sacred oath, because once you turn your back on your values, it's pretty easy to turn your back on the almighty. End quote. <laughs> What's next? Blacks? What? They are? Fuck. Somebody call a meeting. <laughs> Somebody shine that fucking swastika in the sky, whatever we do. <laughs> exactly. And I want to say I am with Todd on this one. I mean, look, it's been bad enough that religious kids have to get stuck in the woods with a gay guy who knows a bunch of knots. But our one comfort was that atheist kids were safe oh, at Camp Quest. Jesus. They were safe. <laughs> <laughs> and from the in the Southern Hemisphere, the Wilson and the Phillips go in the opposite direction file tonight. We have the story of Philip Wilson and of Australia continuing to show us what a country that actually wants priests to stop raping children would look like. 
Now, this comes in the form of a court in New South Wales finding Archbishop Philip Wilson guilty of covering up child sex abuse. And at a glance, that might not seem like a landmark case. But despite the global scope of this shit, remarkably few Catholic officials have been punished for the cover up of these crimes. And Wilson is the highest ranking Catholic official to ever even be charged with it. Hey, baby steps. Right. Hopefully without the steps of a priest behind. Well, that's the idea. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, now. Now we're all just picturing a naked baby leading all the priests out of town like the Pied Piper, right? <laughs> like a sexy baby. That's what we're... Maybe we can make it. a drone-like that, that does that. that, you, that you, gets can, them. you can keep implying it was to trick priests, but I know good and damn well what Eli was going to do with that thing. Anyway. Send us your designs for a sexy <laughs> no. baby drone. We'll send you a t-shirt. Angelo, <laughs> Angelo, be good. You be good, Angelo. The hammock anyway. between them for Eli. <laughs> Anyway, the 67-year-old Archbishop of Adelaide was charged with covering up the abuse of a priest named Jim Fletcher. In his ruling, Magistrate Robert Stone dismissed Wilson's claim that the kid saying, hey, Father Jim, rape me, is the kind of thing that sometimes slips your mind and handed down his verdict to reported gasps in the courtroom. Uh, Sentencing is set for June 19th, and at most, Wilson faces two years in prison. But at this point, any justice is a lot more than the victims expected to see. And keep in mind, it's not like this dude's retired, right? He's... He's still archbishoping today, so it's not like this threat is entirely in the past. Locking him up has an an effect, too. Yeah, that's right, kids. Hold on to that parking ticket long enough and be poor enough, and you could go to jail for more time than the guy who covered up child. (laughs) Yeah. 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 How does their scale work? Do do bank robbers just, like, they get a 20-minute tour of the jail? All right. Well, actually, as we learned in our Citation Needed episode we did in Australia, no, they make them national heroes. Uh, they get statues and shit. All right, so co-chair of the Southern Australian Law Society's Criminal Law Committee. Fuck, why do Australians have le- such long goddamn names for everything? Uh, <laughs> more chances to show off the accent, Noah. More oh, chances okay. to show No, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. All right, so uh, anyway, that that dude, uh, Craig Caldicott, said in a radio interview that he believes an appeal is unlikely in this case and also points out that the precedent could lead to hundreds of similar prosecutions against Catholic officials in the coming years, which is good and all, but like hundreds when Australia has a total of 3,000 Catholic priests is also pretty terrifying. (laughs) In the year 2040, half of Australia's outback is occupied by Mad Max esque gangs of rapist priests who've been exiled from the way, from the waterlands. Don't they have like a no law area, like a zone where there's just like no rules at all? I can't imagine. In Australia, I'm pretty sure they got. A, you're allowed to there's, kill a guy. You're no allowed to do whatever you want. There's a pur- you can purge in certain <laughs> areas of Australia. Check that. That's real. Pretty sure. Double check it. Give it a Google. Tweet us your response. Or just, you, you know, try it out and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Don't fuck around with all this internet knowledge. What, are you going to go to Google you? No, you're going to go to the school of hard knocks and kill a dude in the outback. And you're going to go to jail for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. right, yeah, right, right. What are you really risking? High five a rapist on the way out. Just boop. <laughs> Did you have some of the cookies? No. <laughs> and in chromosome Y like an eagle news tonight. <laughs> President of the Christian Hate Group, the Family Research Council, recent appointee to the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, and man whose forehead wrinkles constantly look like they're trying to figure out how to spell help, Tony Perkins, (laughs) took to the internet to remind us all how terrifying that second thing I said is this week when he compared being trans to saying you're a bird and jumping off a building. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
No, he was going to go with and trying to lay an egg, but he's not a hundred percent sure trans people don't lay eggs. So, so he went with flying. <laughs> smart, smart. So yeah, Tony Percocetta tiny testicles took to the show Washington Watch this week, where a caller compared being trans to saying you're a cat. To which Perkins said, almost quote, no. I understand less about genetics and statistics. (laughs) Followed by actual quote, if you're a male, genetically, you are a male. Biologically, you're a male, says the man who probably thinks a karaoke is a Japanese singing parlor, but fine. And you say, well, I'm not a male. I'm a female. I mean, what's to keep you from saying you're an animal? Think about this for a minute. Uh, because obviously he hasn't. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Someone think about this for me. <laughs> please, please take my wife. Uh, he goes on. Someone says, well, look, I'm a bird man. All right. I'm a bird man. And I'm going <laughs> to jump off this building and fly. Spoiler and- alert. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Not trying to take attention away from the rabid bigot thing he's doing there, but um, he seems weirdly preoccupied with, the words you might say before jumping off a building. (laughs) If you say, I'm not a bird, he's cool. It's the talking by the trans people that bothers him. And anytime air moves in or out of them, yes, he gets pissed. (laughs) Okay, so setting aside that 0.6% of the United States don't think they're eagles or the countless studies that have been done that people who think they're eagles aren't happy if as long as they're loved and accepted by their families in spite of huge societal biases that they go through or the fact that the DSM didn't recently remove being an eagle as <laughs> mental illness. Aside from all of those things, this brings up a very, very important question or two. Does Tony Perkins think trans people think they have vaginas? Like, in Tony's head, are they just poking their balls, being like, these are my boobs. They're low, but they're boobs, damn it. (laughs) Secondly, why aren't testicles called penis boobs? Now, we might never know the answer to the latter, but I really hope Tony unblocks my number so we can at least find out the answer to the first. Tony, it's on you, man. I want to know what you think. (laughs) And finally tonight, we have yet another story about how the voters of Texas really need to take a time out and think about what they did. <laughs> right. Not only are they responsible for door control activist Dan Patrick, <laughs> they also elected Greg Abbott and Rick Perry oh. and Ted Cruz oh. and George W. Yeah. Bush. Uh Lyndon Johnson, who killed Kennedy, and even <laughs> New York's worst ever export, who we didn't even vote for. So uh Dallas barbecue? <laughs> no, no, not what no. I meant. But um, okay. <laughs> they're always looking for the next generation of crazy in Texas. And it looks like Vickers Cunningham is their guy. The former judge just barely lost this week's runoff to be the Republican nominee for Dallas County Commissioner by 25 votes out of over 10,000 total. Jesus. And that's despite being outed last week for being a giant bigot, like right. using N-word levels of bigot right before the runoff. Uh, in a place with, you know, some modicum of human decency, I'd like to think that would have been pretty much impossible and he would have had no shot at winning. But, you know, uh, Ibid, right. the list I just had. <laughs> 
I was going to say, at this point, there's got to be like a bigot think tank for elections under the Mason-Dixon line, right? Yeah. We'll bigot up your campaign. Right. No, they're calling it the (laughs) Republican gubernatorial runoff in Georgia. Fair. Fair. (sighs) Yeah, so Vickers Cunningham got exposed as a racist when... Everyone saw that his name is Vickers Cunningham. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's second only to Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we all got further proof when his brother Bill noticed that the Dallas Morning News endorsed Vickers and Bill hand delivered them a whole bunch of very clear evidence that his brother's a horrible bigot. This includes Vic's living trust that only pays out his kids if they marry someone who's white Hetero and Christian. Yep. That's <laughs> official. Right. A trust that he's applied, by the way. Like, he's already yeah. applied this to a child that married an Asian person. Yep. Uh, I'm just saying, we can hack this system with a listener who's willing to lie. Wait, Come on. Well, and, and willing to fuck something that spawned from the from the dick boobs of Vickers Cunningham. I feel like that's a bigger <laughs> ask than bear false witness. But yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah, well, the racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic living trust, that's Pretty bad, but it actually gets even worse. <laughs> it does. According to Amanda Tackett, who worked on Vic's 2006 campaign for district attorney, he was constantly using the N-word all the time. For example, she recalls him talking about a prosecutor being too soft, saying, quote, look at him setting all those N-words free. He'll never lose an election because all the N-words want their baby daddy out of jail. Oh, for end fuck's quote. sake. Real thing he said. Wow. I, I know he said the actual racial slur, but there's something really funny about the image of him just saying the N-word <laughs> and over and over. <laughs> it's just amazing when that word appears twice in your sentence and comprises the second and third most racist parts of it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the, the Dallas Morning News actually deserves some credit for, for looking into this and eventually rescinding their endorsement. I mean, there were uh, signs, so yeah, no, very little credit. Must have been his name was Vickers Cunningham. Very little credit, but they did check. So apparently they got in touch with Vickers after hearing all this evidence and asked him if he's ever used the N-word, at which point he paused for nine seconds. <laughs> nine seconds of weird silence. <laughs> then he asked... You mean in court? What? (laughs) (laughs) Then they said, no, not that it matters, but we meant in everyday life do you use it. To which he lied and said no. I I can only imagine being the reporter on the other end of the phone and being like, I'm sorry, sir, was that anything but no? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and enjoy someone else. Right. Let me tell you how this goes. Have you ever said the N-word? No. There you go. How many seconds did you pause? Why would he wait for... Why would he have the clarification if your answer to all was going to be no? <laughs> exactly. Right? I mean, I didn't murder my wife, especially on Tuesday. That makes you sound more guilty, not less, And you Vickers. were already all the way there. It got worse. So, yeah. <laughs> now, I got I to gotta admit, my favorite part is the spiteful revenge element of this story. So Vic's brother, Bill, isn't just a good Samaritan who didn't want an awful human being having government power, although that's all true. It turns out Bill is also gay and married to a black man, which makes the whole thing that much sweeter. It's just beautiful spite revenge. Although none of this really matters when Vic eventually becomes governor and then president because we live in a racist hellscape. So fair. Uh-huh. Lovely. Fair. 
All right. Well, since happy endings died in 2017, I guess the headlines are just going to end like that. Heath, Eli, thanks as always. We don't get single. <laughs> when we come back, we'll watch a Ray Comfort video and thereby be immune from school shootings. As Heath already mentioned in the headlines, Ray Comfort released his latest YouTube stoner-bothering compilation on how inadequate national Christianity causes school shootings the day after a school shooting. Fuck you. Well, as tasteless as the timing seems, in Ray's defense, if he's going to release that video on any day in 2018, the odds that it would be on the day of or day after a school shooting were pretty much one in three. Pretty easy. Yeah. Greater <laughs> than one in four. That being said, it's still <sighs> plenty tasteless in all the other ways, which leads us to yet another god-awful mini. 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 All right, so we're going to start this one off uh, with the title screen, Living Waters Presents. Um, and the, the title is The Cause and the Cure. And then it says, in less than 20 minutes, for those who want to know. The video is 21 minutes and 31 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. so, just in case you're curious. And then we get a gunshot. We get yep. a little graphic of an old-timey gun. Like, the musket isn't the problem yeah. <laughs> in these schools. That, that dueling pistol that shot Alexander Hamilton isn't the yeah, issue. Yeah, right. The AK-1 Asshole. over there. No, no. So, okay. So, we get news clips of some school shooting reactions. And then we get Ray Comfort, man on the streeting, asking people if he th if they think that the school shooter, now that he's talking about the school shooter in uh, Parkland, but he's asking people if they think that that shooter was evil. Which, I mean, okay, the problem of evil isn't, does this count as evil? That's not what that means. But also, yes, what the fuck are we talking about? Well, right, and all of the people are like, you know, they're not willing to condemn a stranger not really knowing the facts or anything like that. And Ray's just going, call him evil, you bastard. They're like, okay, fine, he's evil, Jesus. <laughs> also call him squiggly boomp that's a word I've made up that has a weird term because I'm later going to address his mental illness and since we know that that used to count as evil what do I mean by evil <laughs> obscure terms what does evil mean today does it mean something tomorrow funsy games <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he makes he makes a big deal out of trying to get everybody to define evil Mm -hmm. As if this is all, like, how is this? I don't understand. He says, like, define evil. And then there's, like, an obvious edit. And he's like, why are you hesitating? Yeah. Like, you might as well pause the video. Like, why are you paused? <laughs> Can't answer the question. Checkmate. Not that that even matters. If you could define it, I don't understand how this relates. Nothing relates in this movie. But, like, the, he even shows, like, uh, a Fox News commentator going, like, even we don't have the answer. It's like, yeah, because you're Fox News and you won't talk about gun control well, and because you clearly cut out every time somebody said something yeah, well, about right. gun control it was like right. how do we stop all these gun deaths well i felt like we said gun control before. <laughs> there's literally no answer they, well <laughs> moving on well there's an answer there's only one answer in ray comfort's mind but we'll get there doors so <laughs> And also there's this weird moment here where he's like trying to convince everyone, like like he's trying to convince these people to actually just shank the Parkland shooter in prison where he's like, should we kill him? Should we like, and they're like, wait, yes! like you and me? 
Like us? <laughs> yeah, at one point, one of the people's like, I don't think that we should be killing people who have men. And he's like, really? What if he was attacking your mom? What if I attacked yeah. your mom right now? Oh, I got your mom. I, got your I mom. brought your mom here with me to demonstrate what that would look like. You gotta stop me. And I, I, I gotta point out, like, this isn't just a religious argument, but it is one of my favorite arguments of the like, do you think that this is an appropriate reaction as a society? Well, what if I did it to your mom oh yes <laughs> i don't think my mom should get parking tickets but i think parking tickets should exist yeah right this doesn't work under any circumstances also could i ask this where does he find these fucking rejects that he interviewed oh it is terrifying so uh, one of them jail i'm pretty sure because he's wearing an orange jumpsuit the, the, the guy where he's like hey man do you have a dark side and the guy you could see the guy like he seriously considers how to murder this weird man with everyday objects that are in sight. And then he's like, no, I don't have to. <laughs> right. Side, but like, you might I have him as post-prison snot from American Dad. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, we're not even going to talk about coked up Ari Stillman. Yeah, let's talk about coked up Ari Stillman, please. <laughs> okay, so it's coked up Ari Stillman when they're like an overworked soccer parent like the kids have been dropped <laughs> off Ari has nine children living in their house at this point and like they've all gone to soccer practice at the same time they've done like two or four lines they've recorded a Gathe's manifesto and then Ray caught him and was like do you think evil exists and Ari's just like get away from me man <laughs> the mouth movements the mouth movements alone of that character is enough oh to hold my, my night. god yeah the, the, the like all chewing on his gums and shit at a certain point it's like dude you give him coke before the questions <laughs> <laughs> hey if ray gave out cocaine and other drugs before his interviews all of his movies make sense right okay yeah. that makes so much sense that really really does <laughs> yeah wow. all right now you're probably thinking this is all great but can we talk to someone with um a giant neck beard and sharpened teeth. <laughs> and we can. We, we can? absolutely can. Multiple people like that. Uh, are you talking about Lynn Methamphetamine Miranda or <laughs> the widest face in the world? Because I don't know. I don't know what you're talking I'm, about. I'm pretty sure I'm talking about wide face. Wide face's worldview is destroyed by every word that comes out of Ray's mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ray's like, should abortion be allowed? And he's just like, oh, man, I turned my head the other day and I clipped a polar ice cap. <laughs> and so I don't want to. I am sitting on these stairs. Hello. I want to. I can't scooch away because I'm on a stair. I just curl up. <laughs> All right, but now it's time to get to the real question about the proliferation of gun violence that seems to rise commensurate with the proliferation of guns, which is, of course, do you think this nation has lost its fear of God? And the first person he asked this to is, I think we can all agree, the coolest dude ever, wearing sweet <laughs> shades, has a sweet mustache like a 15-year-old's genitals. It's pretty great oh my god this mustache is the best worst mustache we've ever dealt with it's amazing it looks like a vagina got waxed but only on one side yeah it's like the guy ran out of wax halfway through he's like all right i did the left you get you get right vagina still a little bit of hair yeah so then we cut into the middle of a conversation that i really really wanted to hear the beginning of 
<laughs> so, so Ray cuts into the middle of this conversation. He goes, so you, are, are you saying we need a mass die off? And the guy's like, yeah, I think I was saying that. And then Ray leads him through. It's amazing. He's like, so you're an atheist then? He's like, yes. He's like, okay, so say I'm an atheist and I like genocide. I'm an atheist and I like genocide. That is what we've established. Fucking, he's interviewing Hispanic Thanos here or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, this guy is an atheist. Yeah, of course. After he's like, yeah, no, I'm all for mass die off. He's like atheist, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what it said on the card. You said I would get cocaine for reading. So you believe <laughs> that nothing created everything? Oh, well, that's actually and scene. I, <laughs> I would literally punch him at that point, right? So he just, out of the blue, the guy's like, I'm an atheist. He goes, oh, you believe in a scientifically impossible idea that nothing created everything, do you? Do you? Do you? And I would punch him in the goddamn nose. That's why I don't do debate. <laughs> and then and then the audio gets muted. You see that guy's mouth moving and we cut. <laughs> yes, right. I don't know what he said. Something atheistic. Yeah. Boo, next scene. <laughs> He says at one point, he goes, without the Ten Commandments, our nation has no definition of evil. I'm like, yeah, oh, we'd just be making statues willy-nilly without those. <laughs> Which is why Sweden has so many school shootings. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so, exactly. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, Richard Dawkins is a cannibal. <laughs> okay. This is wait, wait, before we get to this, because this comes up as, as as his amazing list where he says everything is either acceptable or excusable. And this is his actual list in this order. Adultery, pornography, homosexuality, fornication, blasphemy, mass murder, or what? even cannibalism. <laughs> the, even there is very weird to me. Right. Because that means he's like, I mean, mass mur occasionally you got a mass murder. But of course, the granddaddy <laughs> of them all. Yeah. The really bad one on the list. Killing plus eating. <laughs> yeah. OK. And so I'm sure most of our listeners saw that headline where, where Dawkins was talking about how you could if you grew human meat in the lab, there would be no moral qualms about eating it right and, and there wouldn't be there'd be a human no. stem cell what, what does it matter right right exactly and he's just pointing out like look we're, we'd have to get over this silly taboo if we could do this and now obviously look we could we could create cow meat in the same way so yes. we don't you know, we don't have to or whatever but he's pointing out that like the thing that makes it taboo could be removed and it would still be taboo right he was just making that ethical point richie baby when you're doing these thought experiments right and we all do them don't tweet him out. Just turn to your wife. That's what I do. Hey, I need a guy. Would you eat a guy? Richie, did you tweet that? No, I didn't tweet that. Tweet some shit about biology so that we all didn't get in trouble. I think of bad stuff all the time. I wrote a whole Facebook status the other day about how the royal wedding is important because monarchy reminds us that some people are better than others. And then my wife read it and she pushed the delete button. This is what we need, Richie. You got to turn to the lady. Maybe okay, just someone uh, log him out. Just like he's not going to log back in. He's ninety. Just log him out. Maybe just tweet phonetically from now on. Yeah, yeah right. Better. No, that works. Probably out works better. Really well. By the way, he also said Ray Comfort here says that slavery, the Holocaust, and the Inquisition were the results of atheism. <laughs> yeah. Also, Jim the Crow. Inquisition. Jim Crow. Yeah. Jim Crow, eugenic slavery, the Holocaust, the Inquisition. The Why Inquisition's are we the these? one that threw me. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. So back to man on the street videos. This I, We have to go back to Wideface because this is where Wideface says that he's a Christian atheist, mm. which means I've never read a book and I don't want to argue with people. <laughs> he's a bacon eating vegan. He's yeah. a giant shrimp. Um, yeah, and uh, this is also the part where Ray Comfort tries to convince us that in the 1950s, America was pretty much perfect, which is all the more awkward since he's talking to a minority as he says that. <laughs> he's like, come on, man, you could just sit at a lunch counter and not have to worry about, sorry, bad example, bad example. Um, the founding fathers were great people, right? They had all right. Slavery. <laughs> This is where we talked to Helen Fisher yeah. from the mm -hmm. Kinsey Institute, which yeah. was founded by, by the guy who would shove a toothbrush in his pee hole to <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> Brush side first. Pretty sure that's what we're talking about. Anyway, um, the point he tries Weird. to make Weird. is that like Judgy. evolution's evil. So he's he's like, so, so uh, Helen Fisher, adultery is good for making babies? And she's like, yeah, I mean... Really all fucking. That's like <laughs> stupid the way you worded it. But yeah, I mean, adultery causes big. You're kind of slow. It's been like two hours of explaining this. It's all the fucking. Oh, I just love everybody Ray talks to. It's so amazing. They all look like they really have to pee or that they're faking that. And, like, and they're all trying to just like end that boring phone call by waiting it out with the awkward silence between pauses, yeah, but, but in person. <laughs> And it's not work. Like after every cut, it was just like, bring, bring. Did you hear that? Not, I have to take this. I, I what? Uh, I have cancer apparently. No, I'm like, it's too I late for to, that. I have huh? to go to the cancer Fuck. store. All right. <laughs> and now it's time for Ray to introduce a music video. What? Because here's the thing. A <laughs> caption appears on the corner of the screen like a music video that says preaching in the rain. Ray Comfort Productions, and I'm like, he's about to lay down a sick beat. But no, <laughs> no, it's it's just video like of Ray Colada <laughs> preaching in the rain. It, yeah, no, it's just Ray standing in the rain without an umbrella or a rain jacket or anything, preaching like a crazy person to like nine people to crazy yeah. people who stop on well, the street during a rainstorm to listen to a crazy person there talk. is this there is this one asian family that seems dressed for the weather and are watching out of just morbid anthropological curiosity and i love <laughs> them they're amazing they're like see see i told you america was like this <laughs> Yeah, and he's just screaming to everyone he can. He's doing his whole, like, you know, are you evil? Have you ever looked at a woman with lust shtick? Which we've seen him do a billion <laughs> times. And one guy's like, I fucked my girlfriend. You're a virgin. <laughs> it's the best. Weirdly aggressive. Oh, my God. That couple was so uncomfortable because it's like, clearly it's like two 16-year-olds. He's like, you two are fucking. I can tell. I can tell you two are fucking, aren't you? Let, let me smell your finger. Come here. Come here. Let me smell your finger. <laughs> also, there's this fucking amazing moment where Ray is like, come on now. Aren't you married? And he's like, no, no we're not married. I'm seven. Yeah. And he's like, you can marry her for $5 in Vegas. And his girlfriend 
who has very clearly been horrified at talking about her sex life to this crazy person is like, see, see, listen to yeah, me. Comfort, you're right, right? right. <laughs> we'll go to hell if we don't get married. Come on. My sister's getting married this month. I want to have is a she, nicer wedding. He's immediately trying to marry off these 16 year olds he just met. That's so fucking sad. And right after he says that, there's a little disclaimer that pops up on the screen that says, that was hyperbole. It's actually $35. Yeah, right. Because he based. didn't want to be inaccurate. Wouldn't want anything inaccurate in a Ray Comfort video. <laughs> Richard Dawkins ate a human baby alive. It's actually $35. Fact checking done. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. There's also this great moment of like uh, where he starts to get a little bit um, self-aware because he's like yelling at the people in the rain. He's like, and don't deceive yourself or you can end up screaming at strangers in the rain. Connie, you're not still filming or you, you don't still feel me. <laughs> God, example. What the fuck does this have to do with school shootings? What does anything we've talked about? Nothing. I just wanted a school shooter to walk past, be like, he's right. You know, it's all about Jesus. <laughs> fuck, man. Also, one other small thing here. Every single, but he could, he actually converts three people in this weird rain scene. The two, mm. the weird couple and one other girl. They like, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go home and read the Bible. All three of them are holding a wad of cash. That's weird. Visibly. <laughs> yeah, in them. the shot. It's <laughs> a weird thing. Well, the cash no, is in no. the shot. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll give you the pizza after. Just don't so, chew in. <laughs> right. Because you can see right behind them where they're giving away drinks and cookies and shit to people if they'll listen to them in the rain, too. It's Yeah, it's pretty sad. Okay. So with that little digression out of the way, it's time to get back to bothering stone teenagers at a park. And the argument that Ray is making now is... Do you believe in God? No, nobody's sure 100%. I am sure 100%. Yeah. And I just I just wrote in my notes, Ray's confused about surety versus knowledge. T-shirt idea? <laughs> <laughs> and okay, there's also this moment where like Ray thinks he gets one over because the atheist guy says to him, and says, man, your God sounds like a real bully to me. And I'm like, hey, that's a good point. And then Ray says, every judge seems like a bully to a guilty criminal. And I'm like, no. That's not true, right? <laughs> like, nah. -uh. Flash cut to Ray getting a wedgie by a judge of her apartment <laughs> ticket. Yeah, oh. <laughs> stuffs his head in the toilet. <laughs> All right, and now I, I know this isn't relevant to anything, in, but it really terrified me. There's this weird shot of Snot from American Dad, the guy mm -hmm. in the in the jumpsuit, the prisoner, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I think if like you see someone crying." You gotta like go and be nice to them, maybe. <laughs> and Ray's like, yeah, yeah, that's not gonna help much though without the Jesus. I don't know. But yeah, like it's it's almost like the guy's saying, like, it's almost like he was crying before Ray showed up and he's trying to hint around, like, man, if you see someone in the street that's obviously having a bad time, maybe you shouldn't bring over your camera and start asking about Jesus, right? Maybe that would be a better thing. Do Maybe you, you just get them a new ice first. cream cone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Rum raisin, bro. Rum raisin. <laughs> Bullshit flavor. So, yeah, right? Yanny. So, okay. So then we have to establish that this atheist guy might not care about his life, but Ray sure does. Ray's worried about the mortal danger that he's in. Yeah. And he's so... He's so fine with it. He's just like, you're in mortal danger. And he's like, uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's like when my wife is next to me while I'm driving. She's like, you're going to run into that. And I'm like, yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> <Everything> <laughs> <you> say. <laughs> We're not arguing. So I'm listening. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, but did he start quoting his erotic Jesus fan fiction at one point? And this is an actual quote. We have a secular nation that draws near to God with its lips. And then he just doesn't finish that sentence. And then pushes back with its hips. I don't. Tang, tang, chicky, picky, blam, blat. Quang, quang, picky, blam, blat. Got a big blank. Let me work it. So. <laughs> where that goes. Also, there's another like Ray got him good moment where the guy with like the one kid, he's talking about some shooting and, and the kid's like, uh, hey, wasn't that shooting done in the name of God? And Ray's like, hey, man, Hitler did what he did in the name of God. And the guy's like, okay, but you, you're emphasizing my point now. This is not, that's not a rebuttal. That's an emphasis, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you won up to me on my point about how wrong you were. That's my newest, <laughs> that's my newest argument tactic is I just start making points for the other side like they're mine until they're confused and they say yes. <laughs> and then I edit it later in my head. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. If you ever do turn uh, to the dark side, you'll be ready. And and that's where it all wraps up, right? Like I, a crazy eyebrow dude decides to become a Christian with him and we we don't see what happens to all those other folks. And then we learn that this is only one of seven exciting films. I wrote, where does it rank in terms of the excitement? <laughs> you get seven movies on one zip disc, guys. Yep. One zip disc comes with seven <laughs> movies, like all great movies on a zip disc. <laughs> well, in the next 10 minutes, you'll get a blank five and a quarter floppy disc. Too. <laughs> what? I love that of the seven videos, one of them promises to teach you everything Ray has learned in his entire life in under 20 minutes. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I then, agree. And, and the seventh, the final video, did you guys see the title on that one? It was Divine Justice and the Jehovah's Witnesses. Wait, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, we have to watch that. So is he oh. anti? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's it's him and Ken Ham doing this. It's him arguing with people who do the same street thing as him. It's like the ultimate showdown. Oh, they're yeah. going to explode right. into a fireball of stupid. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. oh. Exactly, exactly. I feel like that meme that everyone said is like Civil War is the most ambitious crossover in history, and then it just should be <laughs> Ray Comfort and the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> all right, well, with all of those exciting C-segment options in mind, we're going to close things off. Of course, if you enjoyed this segment, hey, we do a long version every week over on God Awful Movies, which you'll find wherever you found this one. Before we snuggle up and turn off the light tonight, I want to remind you that you can find a link for tickets to our live show in Chicago in the show notes. That's a live record of Citation Needed on August 11th in the Windy City. There's a VIP event that's selling out fast. More than half the tickets are already taken. So if you want in on that, get in quick. Anyway, that's all the blast movie we've got for you tonight. We'll be back in 10,022 minutes with more. If you can't wait that long, be on the lookout for a brand new episode of our sister show, The Skeptocrat, debuting at 7 a.m. Eastern time on Monday. An even newer episode of our sister show's Hot Friend God Awful Movies, debuting at 7 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday. And an even newer episode of our half-sister show, Citation Needed, debuting 
arguing at noon Eastern on Wednesday. Clearly, I would be all but criminally negligent if I didn't thank Heath Enright for being the mortar that holds this whole thing together. I need to thank Eli Bosley for offering up something less effective to stick it together with if mortar doesn't work out. Also want to thank Mike Wiseman for providing this week's Farnsworth quote. If you'd like to check out his The Bible Says What podcast, look for a link on the show notes. All I can say is with a title like that, he's never going to run out of material. I also want to send you Lucinda's apologies yet again this week. And if you're bummed about her not being here again, I get it. I'm missing her way more, but we'll have her back on the show as soon as possible. But most of all, of course, I want to thank this week's best people, Donna Alton, Verb, Not a Noun, Dan, Lily, Leslie, Christopher, Andy, Carl, Other, Christopher, and Ian. Donna Alton, Verb, Not a Noun, and Dan, whose nunchuck skills give the Infinity Stones lethality envy. Lily, Leslie, Christopher, and Andy were so amazing they had to downgrade that Christian hymn to adequate grace. And Carl, Other, Carl, and Ian, whose dicks are so infamous roosters have taken to say, and Carl, Other, Christopher, and Ian, a doodle do. Together, these 11 vivacious vixens of veracity evaluated our voracious vendetta against the venal vendors of viperous veneration this week by giving us money. Not everybody has the enviable taste in home decor it takes to give us money, but if you think you're up to the challenge, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash atheist, whereby you'll earn early access to an extended ad-free version of every episode, or you can make a one-time donation by clicking on the donate button on the right side of the homepage at scathingatheist.com. And if you'd like to help, but you've been hurt before, you can ease your way into financial support by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, maybe telling a friend about the show. We're willing to take it slow for you. You're worth it. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our audio engineer is Morgan Clark. We also wrote all the music that was used in this episode, which was used with permission, except for the uh, the theme for GAM, which was written by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was also used with permission. If you have questions, comments, or death threats, you'll find all the contact info on the contact page at scalingatheist.com. If the sinkhole had opened closer to the White House and actually started swallowing a piece of the White House... That would cost Trump his evangelical base. That's so fucking sad that there's nothing that he could do, but random coincidence could have done the trick. Anyway. Yeah. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.